Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Back for another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 54, week 16. We are in the playoff semifinals in your in your various leagues. So it's an exciting time as we wind down the, the end of the season. So if you're still fighting for, you know, for your championship, we salute to you for, for the grind that's been and what's to come the last two weeks. Again, this is Eugene. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans. That's G-E-N-E-S. Follow our official Twitter handle, Off the Line FF. And of course, I got my fellow Cowboys fan and, and the other host of the show, Ike. How you doing? How you feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling good. Um, you know, we we're, we're advanced to the semifinals. We're already, you know, this this far into the season. Um, I have a couple of teams, several teams in the in the semifinals. I'm sure you do as well. Um, one, I would have had another team if if you didn't beat me in one league that we were playing <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> but hey can't complain about mother squad so you know i have a lot of uh lineup decisions that i need to make uh hopefully you guys do too and you know you're you're able to you know come out come out the other side um, of it with a you know with a w yeah man i think out of the i think i had 10 teams that made the playoffs i think i got six of them still alive so you know pretty interesting decisions you got to make this week i think four of them are best ball so i don't have too much it's just a matter of picking up some scrubs off the waiver wire and see what happens. But the two lineup leagues, I definitely got, I got some interesting decisions to make, but hopefully, you know, we help the people out as we, you know, try to talk through this weekend. I've got, I've got six as well. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's crazy. I would have had seven if it wasn't for somebody, but Hey, well, my bad, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure, we'll figure things out. We'll figure things yeah. Out. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about these uh, prize pick recaps from the previous week. I again went two and oh. I had the Zeke over uh, over half a touchdown passing, rushing, or receiving. He got busy really early with that one. Sucks how that game ended, but no, we're not worried about that right now. We're talking about prize picks, and then I had uh, D. Smitty over four and a half receptions. I know the the Philly offense passing offense went crazy. Um, Jalen Hurts only threw to to AJ Brown and D Smith, so he hit that in the second half. I, if I would have picked the yards, the yards would have been done before the the first half finished. But mm-hmm. you know it happens. Yeah. But no two and zero, oh, man, we did it. So how'd you yeah. do? <laughs> one and one again. One and one again. Um, Miles Sanders flopped. You know, Jalen Hurts had three short rushing touchdowns. I know uh, Miles Sanders got tackled at the goal line a handful of times. So uh, it was it was a good matchup. It was a good process. But unfortunately, things didn't work out. And then I had Tony Pollard over 52 and a half. He finished with 19 carries, 75 yards. So that was a uh, that was a good a good pick. And, you know, obviously, Tony Pollard has been been on a tear as of late. And he's 
definitely the Cowboys RB1 now. So um, just like we all predicted in the offseason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a, a positive play for me. But, you know, another one in one week. I feel like every week I just go one in one. And there's always something that happens on the other play. But, hey. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather be one and one than zero and two. So yeah, it was interesting watching that field again because it was a very pass off, pass heavy uh, attack. I was I was honestly surprised. And then you know when they were battling Jalen Jalen uh, not Jalen Justin Fields feet versus the uh, <laughs> versus the whole Philly offense, I felt like they just got a little impatient. They just wanted to make sure that they you know gotten you know. Make sure they took care of business, and once it was kind of out of reach, it's just you know it's still. I think Sanders had the lowest amount of carries that he's had in any game this season outside of like week two or week three or something like that. So it was it was interesting to see once they you know how that game unfolded. Yeah, and then and plus like the the, the Bears defense is they're they're bad against the run and the pass, so you can attack them both ways. Like they're yeah. pass DVOA and they're twenty sixth and rush DVOA, so. Either way it goes, pick your poison. I mean, they could just easily just, you know, get get shredded on, on either side of the ball. They traded their best defensive player in midseason, so um, that 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 speaks volumes. And it has, you know, as we've seen, they've been giving up a lot of points since then. Yeah. So I think that's I think that kind of goes without saying, though. Yeah. All right. Bold predictions last week. Um, you know, I picked Camara over 125 total yards. Thought it was a really good process play. But I, I forgot it's the Saints, and they just don't do things right. Um, and he missed it by 21 yards. He just barely got over 100 total yards. They they mixed in a lot of David jo- uh, Johnson. He didn't really I – mean, Kamara didn't really do too much in terms of the passing game. I think David Johnson had six six targets compared to Kamara's one. They had Kamara just kind of ice the game. It's just almost like they treated him as like a plotter, and it was weird. I don't yeah. know what's going on. And he's not scoring any, any touchdowns on top of that, which is really hurting his production for the year. But, yeah, he didn't get the 125 total yards. Yeah, I had a couple of uh, Alvin Kamara anytime touchdowns tied right. up in parlays that did not hit <laughs> once again. <laughs> surprise, surprise uh, last week. So that that was that was unfortunate for me as well. Um, but I, I had Keenan Allen as, as being a top five wide receiver against, you know, the – Basically, the the worst, one of the worst secondaries in the league in Tennessee. He had eight catches for eighty six yards. If he, if he might have gotten in the end zone, we could have he, he could have came close. But he only finishes wide receiver nineteen on the week. So a wide just you know a board you know a wide receiver two as opposed to a wide receiver one. And, you know it's uh you know again a good process play again. You know for what that 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 game was weird. It was only seventeen to fourteen. Justin Herbert threw for I think I think he threw for a lot of yards, but he just didn't have any touchdown passes. And both of their touchdowns were on the ground. Austin Eckler had one, and Josh Kelly had another. But yeah, it was just a weird game, um, and they didn't take full advantage of that that uh, that Titan secondary. So wide receiver nineteen, another dud for the bowl predictions. Yeah, Justin Herbert threw three hundred yards and two two interceptions. So yeah, very a- weird game. It was weird. He didn't look like he threw over 300 yards because of how sluggish the offense looked, but yeah, it happens, man. It was a very good process play because I had him in one of my DraftKings leagues that I do with some people, and um, it cost me a trip to the semifinals, and I was like the number two seed because of Justin Herbert. Oh, best ball? 
Yeah, no, it's not best ball. We do a lineup weekly league. So you just pick a lineup each week. And, you know, in terms of like you beating your head to head opponent is how we how we, uh, you know, determine the seating. And I mean, I was pretty much the one of the top teams in terms of, you know, being top three in terms of scoring each week. But of course, playoffs come in. Justin Herbert lays a fucking egg and I get booted out. So yikes. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry to hear that, sir. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, switching gears, let's go ahead and get to some of these uh, just quick reactions from week 15. Crazy week. Crazy. One of the craziest weekends of football that we've seen. We've, we, we, we had like three overtime games. We had like a lot of walk offs. Yeah. Um, you know, there's you, you name it. There is, you know, only the biggest comeback in NFL history from the Vikings oh on Saturday afternoon against the Colts. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw for 400 yards in the second half uh alone and that's basically our fantasy mvp because i mean you, if you if you throw for 400 yards and a half a football like come on <laughs> obviously he fed justin jefferson the way he's supposed to feed justin jefferson but kj osborne was a leading receiver had 157 yards on 10 catches but hey that that pass volume i mean people are going to eat people are going to eat all over the all, all over the field and kirk cousins and that vikings offense was with even Dalvin Cook got in 95 yards rushing had a 65 yard touchdown reception uh you know late in regulation to basically get the game to overtime so yeah man it was it was a wild game and I was just watching I was like man these dudes are down 33 to nothing like (laughs) (laughs) I I started doing other stuff and then I I look up it was 33 to 7 and then it was you know, 33 to 15, and then I was like, oh, well, damn, it's 33 to 21, 33 yeah. to 24, you know, whatever. And then just the, the numbers just kept piling up, and the Colts just kept not doing anything. So they kept kicking field goals, kept kicking field goals, kept run, run, pass, punch, yep. run, run, pass, punch, run, run, <laughs> pass, punch. That's what people do with it. Seems like what conservative coaches do whenever they have these big leads run, run, pass, punt, play not to lose. And that gets you beat almost every time. So no matter, no matter how many points you're up, if you're not, if you don't stay aggressive, you don't put that pedal to the metal. You're you're, you're giving the the opposing offense, especially an offense that has Justin Jefferson and, and Dalvin Cook on on it, too many chances to to come back. Um, and then you know another offense that kind of went off was the Jags' offense against our Cowboys. Mm. Trevor Lawrence is looking like that number one overall pick that we've expected him to look. Uh, he's finally, you know, clicking on all cylinders. He's figuring things out now. And he had four touchdown passes against our, our secondary, our banged up secondary, albeit banged up, but you know, we were a top five, you know, a top five defense and he absolutely shredded us. And so, uh, you know, even say, and, and then say Jones went nuts for three touchdowns, had 90 yards receiving. He, he, he ran this sick double move on, on Kelvin Joseph, who's been food all season. Bro, that's what I picked him. up. I don't think I've seen him play, make a play all year, man. Honestly, no. like, they 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 found him in the second half, and they just continued to like bending them over and impounded him, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all they did the whole second half. Yeah, abuse Kelvin Joseph, find Kelvin Joseph, stay away from Diggs. Diggs is not even getting any that many targets now, um, so it's 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 a concern for the Cowboys defense. Um, but you know, some other stars from week week fifteen: Jarek McKinnon, another thirty burger. Uh, 18 for 122 on the ground, and then had a you know had another eight for 70 and a touchdown receiving uh, against the Texans. And so he's he's the definition of you know people hate this term, but he is the definition of a league winner, right? Yeah. He is 
that's that's just you know that's just what he is. You you picked him up you picked him up on off uh, off of waivers. You weren't starting him all year, but you know the last like three four weeks, you know over the last month or so, he's been balling. He's he has commanded that Chiefs backfield. I know he, I know the snap percentages may not suggest because Isaiah Pacheco is still involved and Isaiah Pacheco still had another eighty yards rushing and he's still you know heavily involved uh, you know rush attempts wise, but. Jarek McKinnon is the is the guy that's going to be in for the high leverage high leverage situations game when the game's on the line passing downs is Jarek McKinnon. Uh, so um, and we kind of talked about the, the you know the Eagles already um, earlier. Jalen Hurts you know three touchdowns, three hundred yards passing, and then uh, Devontae Smith and, and AJ Brown combined for ninety seven percent of Jalen Hurts' passing yards. <laughs> Jalen Hurts threw for three hundred and fifteen, and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith had three hundred six. Of the three fifteen, so Jeez. it basically tells you what the game plan was <laughs> for that for for that game, and then um, you know just a couple of round these round these out. Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots, one hundred seventy two yards and a touchdown in his return. From well, he actually didn't miss a game. He he didn't miss a game. He was questionable uh, all week, limited practices, but he he played and you know, rushed one hundred seventy two yards and a touchdown against the Raiders. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit a little bit a little bit about that game uh, here in a second, and then Josh Allen obviously on Saturday four touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins, just you know continuing to cook. Had had uh, I think it had over uh, 70, 70 rushing yards as well. I think in in, uh, in I think in the fourth quarter he had like a forty five yard run. Yep. Um, so yeah, Josh Allen clicking on all cylinders. To the scrubs, um, you know Jamal Williams again. Somebody that's been very touchdown dependent, and when he hasn't scored a touchdown, he's been ass. As you see, this past week he was 13 for 33. Didn't use him in the passing game, and I believe DeAndre. We saw DeAndre Swift even um, had the most touches that he's had in a game since I think week one, the very beginning of the season. I think he has he led the whole backfield in 17 touches, and then we also saw Justin Jackson even get mixed in. So it's it's going to be tough for owners this this coming week. Do we? Do you want to go back and trust just uh, you know Jamal Williams? I know he's been really good for you all season, but these past two games he's done nothing for you, and he's playing. You know he's playing the Car- uh, Carolina this week, so it's, it should be interesting trying to figure out if you what you want to do with that with that particular player. Miles Sanders, um, we talked about him earlier. He didn't wasn't really much in the in in the in the the scheme of the offense. He. 11 for 42, really pedestrian, didn't get in the end zone, didn't use in the passing game, and he also lost a fumble. So, you know, he only got you two points if you don't play, if you don't play in a uh, points per carry league. So the next player, uh, Deontay Foreman, which was his also his lowest output of season, 10 carries for nine yards, couldn't even get you a full point in PPR leagues or in standard leagues. So big yikes there. And then Jacoby Myers, you know, he was kind of, he was in concussion protocol, came back this this past week, didn't really didn't wasn't that active in the offense. And then at the end of the game, they were trying to run the, you know, the the lateral, trying to trying to trying to make something happen, uh, not to go to overtime. And this guy throws it right to <laughs> Chandler Jones and he he mushes Mac Jones to the to the core of the earth in the in on his way to to win the game with no no seconds left on the clock. It just Something the the literally the craziest ending of a game I've seen in my lifetime. Honestly, I've never seen anybody 
trying to run that lateral play. Uh, you know, the you know, trying to make shit happen at the end of the game. The game, game. was tied. Yeah. The game was tied. They weren't trailing. No, the they weren't. Tied. You just go down. There's no there's no other play but to go down. Just, you know, take your chances of overtime. This dude throws a a dart right to Chandler Jones. <laughs> yeah, a dart, yeah. It, it, it's, it was it was it was the most accurate pass that was thrown on the Patriots all all game long. <laughs> Mac Jones is not that good uh, no. against the Raiders, so yeah, it, it was it was a bad showing <laughs> all around. So yeah, he's definitely our fantasy LPP for that colossal gaffe. <laughs> all right, let's get to cap or no cap. This segment of show we try to preview or highlight a couple players for in terms of plays for the for the coming week and you know we got you got your league semifinals or your finals depending on how your league goes but most people is their semifinals this week and we feel like a couple of these players that we're going to talk about are, are probably going to be on minds of most people and you know probably within your decision making of how you're going to go this week so the first player i want to touch on is am i i'm starting gardner Minshew this week for my semifinal game Cap or no cap? Who? Um, I I'm not I'm not starting him. I'm not starting. <laughs> yeah. I, I I can't I can't look. His offensive environment is is really nice, um, but he can't do he can't. There's there's things he that he can't do in that offense that, that Jalen Hurts can't. Right. So I know he's averaging about 18 fantasy points per game. Um, you know, as a starter in his career. But I, I can't like I wouldn't I wouldn't start him over, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I probably wouldn't even start him over Aaron Rodgers this week. I think Aaron Rodgers has a really good matchup against Miami. Like that's I mean, he's got Christian. He's got healthy. He's got he actually has healthy receivers to throw to that. off. I mean, look out for Green Bay. The last at least the last three games of the season. I mean, they, they could be making a run. I wouldn't start him over Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, he he can be he can he can do something with his legs. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I'd say this is cap for me. This, I I I wouldn't be able to start him. Yeah, it, yeah, it's tough, man. Like he hasn't played all year. He only played. He only started two games the year before. I understand the 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 setup for him is nice. You got a great offensive line. You got great. Great ancillary weapons. You get Dallas Goddard back, but I'm not sure if I have the the goal to start the backup in a very important spot. Your semifinal week, you're playing divisional game against the Cowboys on the road. Man, I don't know, man. I don't think I could do it either. Even with like a bunch of these quarterbacks playing in pretty pretty tough weather conditions this coming week for a lot of these teams. Um, man, I don't, yeah, I think this is, I think this is cap for me also. I don't, I don't think I could do it. All right. Uh, in the last one I got for you, I'm starting Tyler Azure this week, cap or no cap. Hmm. I would, I would say this is slight. I, I would slightly lean to no cap only because. Since Desmond Ritter took over as the quarterback last week, I know we have a one-game sample size. Nothing really changed in that offense, right? Nothing really changed. They were still running the ball heavily. 
they still had a you know they tra- they, they trailed most of the game and they still had a forty four percent pass rate, <laughs> so they weren't really passing the ball at all. So they were still running heavy. And he had a sip, you know coming off of the season high seventeen rush attempts. Tyler Huntley's out for the season. They may call up another running back uh, to you know to get into the rotation with uh, with Algier and and, and Patterson, but. I think this. I, I I feel like this is slightly no cap. You can throw them in one of your flex spots. If those of your those of your uh, leagues that are more progressive than others, you probably have multiple flex spots, and you can slot them in one of those. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel like this is slight slight lean to no cap. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. You know, um, like you say, he had the most rush attempts for his career this season with seventeen which led the backfield. But we did see Pat, he he led the, the backfield in routes ran and snap percentage. But, I mean, it was 50. And I think Algier was a 43 or something like that. Um, we did mention that um, they still are passing, even when they're in a negative game streak, they're still not passing even at average for the league. I mean, they, they have, I believe Atlanta is the most run-heavy offense in the league. And also have the lowest pass rate over expectations since week 12. And it's not even close to the next next team. So, I mean, I, I'm expecting them to run the ball, especially when they play in Baltimore this coming week. They're going to be in the cold. You know, he's a rookie on the, his first, first game on the road. They're probably going to be running the ball a lot. Um, I know Baltimore's defense is, has, has a, uh, some missing players, so – they might be prone to, you know, get ran on, even though Baltimore has the third lowest yards per game allowed, the lowest yards per carry allowed, and the fifth lowest fantasy points per game allowed to running backs since week 10. So it, it's going to be tough. I, I say that all to say that I understand if people want to start him just because the sheer volume he's probably going to get. Yeah. But for me – I think it'd be capped to start him. I, I would try to. I would hope I could have better options, but if it's me, I think it'd be. I think for me, it'd be cap. I can't. I can't start him. I don't think I can trust him in my lineup. Another player that's been very, very hot the last four weeks, the last month of the season, he's been uh, on on a, on fire. Will uh, Will Zay, Zay Jones start for you this week? And I say this because I know you saw in our in one of our leagues that we're in and hearing people talking about Zay Jones and like, Oh, I, I lost this week because I didn't start him. But he, him and like a lot of other people that's been out here, if you have you no know, several other options and Zay Jones is your wide receiver four, you probably haven't really been starting him all season. So it's interesting now that you're now that you have a four week sample size where he's led the team in receptions, targets, yards, and touchdowns the last four weeks. And you're in the semifinals. Semifinals this coming weekend. You got to make a decision. Do you do you start him or not? So cap or no cap, you start Zay Jones this week. Mm. I I, I want to be careful and not point chase because I think that people who start him this week are point chasing because they're playing the Jets and they have a top five pass DVOA and it's bad weather and you know wide receivers you know tend to struggle against the Jets. For me, I'm not starting him. I'm leaning towards not starting him. I know I have a, lot, a couple lineup decisions uh, to make in, in in leagues, and I have him in in one. And 
I'm probably leaning towards not starting him, even though he's leading the team in receptions, yards, and targets, uh, and touchdowns the last four weeks. For, you know, five out of his last six games has been in double digit fantasy, has double digit fantasy points. Playing well, playing really, really well. But I just want to be careful not to point chase. And for me, I'm just, you know, I, I can't take, I can't take some, I can't take the volatility, potential volatility in in my, in my fantasy lineup, especially in in week fifteen where, week sixteen, where you're basically playing for a fan, almost play, playing for a fantasy championship, or playing for a chance to be in the fantasy championship the following week. It's tough for me, man. It's tough for me. I. Slightly, slight, slight cap, but um, you know, if if you're if you're a believer in how how good he's been the last you know the last month or so, go ahead and put him in your lineup. But me, I I'm leaning towards not. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you here. I think it's a slight cap. I mean, they're playing the Jets on Thursday night. I know uh, Cam Robinson is out for the year, so that hurts that offensive line. And like you said. They're going to be playing really bad weather. I'm not sure. I can't see how Trevor Lawrence is throwing the ball 40 times because it's funny that you mentioned Zay Jones for the last five. He's been double-digit scoring. Those games where he's scored double digits, Trevor Lawrence has thrown the ball 40 times in all those games. In the game that he didn't throw over, I mean, he didn't go over double-digit scores. Trevor Lawrence only threw the ball 31 times. So I can't imagine – the Jags throwing the ball 40 times and uh, versus the Jets with that pass defense, that that front line, that the great pass rush in in what I think is going to be teens. And I think it's supposed to be dealing with 20, 20 plus mile per hour wins on top of that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I have to say cap on that one. I need to find somebody else. So so real quick, the Pro Bowl rosters were just announced. OK. Uh, the quarterbacks. On the NFC side, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, and Geno Smith. Any arguments there? Geno Smith. Hmm. Kirk Cousins and Geno? Interesting. Um, but I mean, if you really think about it, it's I mean, it's fine. Who uh, who, who else were you gonna put? Everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think ultimately it was a it, they were they were fine. Um yeah. And then obviously there's Mahomes, Mahomes, I think Mahomes, Burrow, and uh, Josh Allen, Allen made it yeah. for the AFC yeah. side. Running backs, though, pretty interesting. Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. and Tony Pollard. Really? That? <laughs> That's right. A part time running back make, being first choice for a Pro Bowl. That's well, interesting. Shit, he ain't part time no more. He, yeah, he, he doesn't have part time production. <laughs> yeah, he no, that that's true. He doesn't have part time production for sure. I'm just yeah. going by part time in terms of like the snap percentage or whatnot. So yeah, okay. Obviously, the AFC side: Josh Jacobs, yeah, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb. Yeah, so no arguments there. And then just we'll, we'll round out the receivers. No shocker: Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Ceedee Lamb. Okay, Sedarian, Sedarian made it, uh, and then Terry McLaurin. For the NFC okay. side. And then the AFC side, Hill, Diggs, Adams, Chase. Chalk, chalk, chalk. We know. We knew that. We knew that was happening. Like, Man, I'm surprised Wallow didn't sneak up in there, but yeah, that's all. Who's he going to make it over? He ain't going to make it over what? Chase. He ain't going to make right. it over Adams. He ain't going to make You're it over right. Diggs. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, there's, I mean, 
there, unless there, I mean, if there was five wide, then yeah, you probably would have made it. But yeah, uh, but yeah, but that's you know pretty pretty cool, pretty cool. No no real surprises there, I don't think. Um, you know, depending on who you ask, but no real surprises on, yeah. on that memorable roster. Yep, you're you're right. All right, next segment. Talk to me, nice. Here we're just going to highlight a couple of matchups we want to you know we want to pinpoint for the week 16 slate. First is pretty obvious. I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. Derrick Henry's playing the Texans again. Playing the Texans again. Pretty pretty simple. Pretty easy. Uh, since week t- week since week 10, the Texans they've allowed the fifth most rushing yards per game, and the ninth most ninth most fantasy points, and of course they're dead last in rush DVOA. And Derrick Henry's last four games versus the Texans: thirty carries. <laughs> 223 <laughs> and two touchdowns. <laughs> you know, oh. it's just it's just silly, man. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm really curious to see like what the books are gonna have Derrick Henry's rushing total at. Like it's I gonna be had it at 105 and a half. 105. Oh my god. Yeah, that was this morning. I don't know if they moved it yet, but 105 and a half. Wow. That's that's insane. Uh, yeah, you just like you just have like if you're betting if you if you're on one of these like you know those of you that are in the east coast um you know up north that have access to points bet have access to FanDuel sports book take alternate lines for Derrick Henry 150 plus right i'm sure that <laughs> i'm sure that's the max cash that you can make just take that uh and and, and just just feel great about it because it's he's going to continue to smash the Texans like he smashes the Jags but it just seems like he just has some sort of like vendetta against the Texans or something because he always just he always destroys them. <laughs> always yeah always <laughs> and think about this was Malik's that was Malik Willis's first start in the NFL was against the Texans and everybody just assumed like okay we know they're gonna run the ball a bunch they're gonna be able to stop them nope they didn't stop them thirty two for two nineteen two touchdowns so mm. starting with confidence. Bet them everywhere, wherever you see that number. Even now, Price Picks has them at 105. I'm smashing that. That's that's too easy. That's that's easy money. All right. The next one, next matchup we want to talk about is Keenan Allen versus versus the Colts. Um, since week 10, the Colts have allowed the six most fancy points to slot receivers, allowed the fifth most fancy points to wide receivers, and the seventh most receptions, uh, receiving yards to wide receivers. They are 32nd and past DVOA. I know Allen lines up in the slot 70, 71% of the time since he's came back uh, week 11. And within that time, he's averaged five receptions on seven targets for almost 13 fantasy points per game from the slot. So, I mean, you can just imagine what Keenan Allen is going to do. And I know the even these last two or three weeks, he's averaged, what, 14 targets per game with, with Justin Herbert. So, I mean... I think he's averaged eight eight receptions each of those last few games. Now that he's you know got his stride back in terms of playing after dealing with that hamstring injury, so start Keenan everywhere. I'll, I'll be looking for his line to see where that line is at. If it's around sixty, then I'm I'm smashing that. So yeah, that that's that's an easy one for me as well. Um, a couple, you know, there's a couple of other ones that we we want to we want to highlight. Uh, the Green Bay wide receivers they actually have a pretty good matchup against uh against the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins they're they, they they're a pretty good matchup against you know opposing wide receivers. Obviously, you saw what you know Buffalo did. Um, Green Bay, you know Christian Watson 
he 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 could probably get loose. You know, he can he can get behind the secondary a couple of times. Uh, Miami, they're twenty sixth in past DVOA, so they're 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 pretty they're pretty ripe for the picking, and it's going to be pretty decent weather down there in South Florida. And who knows? I mean, there could be a lot of points being scored. So that's the that's the the twelve o'clock game on Sunday. You know, in this yeah. you know kind of a weird kind of a weird slate. We'll get to in a second. You know, we have a bunch of Saturday games and just a handful of Sunday games. Um, it seems like they put the shittier games on Sunday and the, and the better <laughs> games on Saturday. But we'll talk about that here in a second. But yeah, that, I think that's another one that we want to pinpoint. And then Garrett Wilson versus the Jags on Thursday night. Garrett Wilson, he's been he's been nice. Uh, this year, even you know, despite who, you know whoever whoever has been throwing him the ball, it's funny we said this about Elijah Moore last year. He's yep. catching passes from multiple quarterbacks and still producing. And now Garrett Wilson catching passes from Joe Flacco and Mike White and Zach Wilson, uh, still producing. Regardless, he had 98 yards last week against the Lions. So uh, and he he's got the Jags who are 32nd in pass DVOA. They're the worst, you know, basically the worst, you know, team against the pass on a per play basis. So I think this is a good, a good smash spot for for Garrett Wilson. So take your overs on uh, prize picks on on underdog, whatever whatever prop betting market you have. Go ahead and put some put some coin on uh, Garrett Wilson. Yep, and one other one I want to highlight is Jerick McKinnon and Pacheco versus Seattle's rush defense. Seattle's rush defense is dead last in, in yards and fantasy points allowed in uh, third to last in terms of uh, yards per carry versus running backs since week 10. So you can start either one of those with confidence. Uh, I, I know that point total is 48 and a half, but I know we'll you know kind of talk about, I mean, just kind of diving into some of the Saturday, Sunday, Monday games. I mean, even talking about that one, we've seen McKinnon, you know, back-to-back RB, DRB1 week. So you could potentially see that again, especially if Seattle keeps that game close. Then you're going to see a lot of McKinnon in the passing game for sure. I know they've been really trusting him there. So should be interesting to see, but you can definitely start Pacheco and McKinnon versus Seattle's run defense. For sure, for sure. All right, and then we just kind of talked. We we kind of briefly touched on the Thursday night game. I mean, you know, the Jags versus Jets on Thursday is going to be you know a low a low over under of thirty eight. The Jets are favored by one. Um, we we saw Zach Wilson in his first start back this past week. It wasn't wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. wasn't terrible. Uh, didn't comp- he had a he had a, he had a brutal interception um, in the game. But I mean, he still. Put his team in scoring position, and 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 they actually had the lead until the the Lions took it at the very end. So yeah, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't that bad. And then you know the Jags they allow the fourth most pass yards per game and the fifth most uh, fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Um, as we already mentioned, you know the Jags they're dead last in pass DVOA. So there could be some opportunities for Zach Wilson down the field with Garrett Wilson. Corey Davis should be coming back because he you know he he missed last week due to the concussion, but he practiced yeah. in full this week. So he'll be back in the receiving uh, receiving core, and then Elijah Moore as well. So there's 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 opportunities for the Jets passing game. I mean, this one, uh, you know, provided the weather doesn't do you know do too much, uh, you know, to that game. But uh, with a low thirty eight point over under, you know, Vegas is not expecting a a, a wild shootout by any means. So. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough if you have either 
Jags or Jets on your team and you're needing them, I mean, I'm. It's gonna be tough. I, it's, it's gonna be tough because I don't see that many points happening. Especially, I don't think you're gonna see that much happening on the Jack side because that Jets defense, like we've said, it's is really good, man. It's that's especially the secondary is really good. So it'll be tough to see Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and and Evan Ingram do enough for you to for it to make sense on your roster. So. If they've been leading you all year, I understand you play them. But if you can find some other options and some other games, I'll try. I will try to look elsewhere. Honestly, yeah, um, no, that that's a good point. I mean, I it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a lot this of these games. Time, this is where you earn. This is where you earn your money uh, yeah. in fantasy football. This time of year, these lineup decisions that you have to make. This is the time to earn it. And it's especially tough with, you know, usually people are like you start your your studs and and you just see what happens. But you got a lot of studs and a lot of potential really bad weather, low total gains. So there's going to be some really spicy decisions you're going to have to make. No one game we want to touch on on Saturday is the Bengals versus Pats. Forty one and a half over under. Um, you know, what will the Pats focus on stopping versus the bank uh, versus the Bengals? You know, the Pats are, are third in pass DVOA. Since he's ninth in offensive pass DVOA and fifth in total op, total offensive DVOA, you know, they got all their web, uh, got, well, not all their weapons, but they got T. Higgins. T. Higgins practicing full today. So we're expecting him not to pull that stunt that they did a, a couple of weeks ago that screwed a lot of, screwed me for sure out of the playoffs with him not only playing one snap. You got Chase fully healthy. You got Mixon that looks looks back so it's going to be interesting i think hayden hurst is he supposed to be back this week or no uh that i don't that i'm not sure i haven't seen anything but um i'll have to probably do some more digging but, but i i hadn't seen anything about hayden hurst. okay but, but yeah so it should be interesting to see the pats what they decide to do in terms of trying to stop something or who they're going to stop because you know usually they focus on one person but this past defense as of late have been struggling trying to stop anybody so it should be interesting on that on the Pats side what they they do defensively versus those those special those weapons on the on the Bengals side. Um, you and know, can the they, hat. and can they run? Yeah, I mean, can and, and just on the Patriots side, really quick, can they run um, yeah. against Cincinnati? Cincinnati, I mean, they're they're kind of they're middle of the pack in uh, rush DVOA at 16th. So uh, I think Ramondre Stevenson may have some opportunities in this one. So uh, and he's you know clearly showed that he was healthy last week. Yeah, injured the injury report. You know, questionable, 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 and then turns out 172 yards against the Raiders. So um, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm looking at. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have a ton of confidence in their passing game to be quite honest. Because nope, it's just Matt, Mac Jones has been kind of erratic uh, for the most part this year, and I think that's the reason why they're not going to make the playoffs, in my opinion, um, mm. because of Mac Jones. But hey, we'll we'll, we'll see how things unfold. Yeah, I don't trust anything else on that offense except for Stevenson. I'm not if I wouldn't start any anybody except for Stevenson. Next game, Giants versus Vikings, 48 over under total, expecting a lot of points. We know the Vikings defense is not good at stopping the pass at all or the run, apparently. So and then the Giants, their secondary is not really good because of all the injuries, but their deep their front line is pretty good. So you know, one question I have is who's going to stop Justin Jefferson? Are we going to see him? I know he's already said that he's looking to, to break that Calvin Johnson record. So 
and he he what he's what three hundred a little over three hundred yards shy of that. So and, and it's got three games left. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see that they're definitely going to be trying to go for that. They're at home, so we don't have to worry about the weather. So I, we just, we're going to expect a lot of points for sure. A lot of offense in this game. So one of the, one of the safer games that you could yeah. kind of pinpoint and circle and target at DFS because yeah. there's not going to be there's not going to be any any you know late December elements to affect it. Um, yeah. So and 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 the Giants they just they they're, they have a lot of momentum on their side. They can play a pretty, they can play a pretty good game against Minnesota. I mean they, yep. they just beat Washington and in Washington. And so that there's there's we'll we'll see what happens with uh I think this game is going to be pretty competitive and going to be pretty fun. I think. Yep. I don't think I'm starting anybody on the Giants side. I say Saquon and and Daniel Jones maybe if 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 you have potentially Darius Slayton because yeah, the Vikings. And because yeah. I mean the Vikings secondary is not good, right? I mean no, they, they're not good at all. Up, they've they've given up they've given up a lot, uh, you know, fantasy points um, to to the opposing wide receivers. So um, there, if Daniel Jones can take advantage of it, then you know you'll 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 look you'll look to start Darius Slayton for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vikings have given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers since Week Ten, and mm-hmm. they given up the most receiving second most receiving yards to wide receivers. So. I'm sure if if you want to trust anybody, be Darius Slayton. Looks like that's a guy he trusts the most in the offense. So, and then on the Vikings side, of course, you're gonna Cook, Cousins, Justin Thielen. If you have to, I wouldn't go chasing the the uh, the the KJ Osborne. They had to throw the ball in that game, and just he was the one that that was the recipient on on two of those touchdowns. So I wouldn't chase that. Yeah, this and is then, what we. This is kind of what we're referring to with you know with the point chasing thing. Yeah. People are gonna be quick to a pick them up on the pick them up on the waiver wire and b target and putting him and slotting him into the lineups and starting him over someone that may have had a bad game but has been more consistent uh, on a per week basis uh, than than KJ Osborne. So just that's one a couple things to kind of be careful about. Yeah, and then you're gonna start TJ Hawkinson because he's on a high profile offense and just hope hope he does something. It's always oh, a long he, ride. And speaking of Hawkinson, he made the Pro Bowl as well. Oh well, well, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> he got named to the Pro Bowl. Him and George Kittle on the NFC side. Yeah, there, w- there wasn't really anybody else. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can probably make a case for Dallas Goddard, but he's been hurt. But he's been hurt. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the next game we want to look at: Seattle versus Kansas City. Uh, on you know one of the one of the many good Saturday games. The yep. Saturday slate seems to be more exciting than the Sunday slate, as I'll I'll, I'll continue to reiterate here. Uh, 48 and a half over under, uh, you know, this, there's going to be points scored in this one. Obviously, the Dece- December weather is going to be, it's going to be really, really cold in Kansas City, but I don't think it matters for Mahomes. I think he's won, I don't know how many consecutive games in November, December. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost count at this point. Ungodly, right? ungodly number amount, man. I've lost count at this point. It's probably a lot, <laughs> probably in the twenties. Um, but the one thing I want to look at is, Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon is who who has been on a tear and what he's gonna do for an encore in week in week sixteen in the semifinals. Back to back performances as the RB one in fantasy. Uh that's that's how you win leagues with guys like him. And so and then Seattle, they they have the worst rush defense. The worst defense again, first is the running back since week ten. They allow at least they they allow at least thirty six fantasy points. And 171 rushing yards 
Um, and the 171 rushing yards are the worst for sure. So they they just give up the ghost uh, to running backs. Christian McCaffrey had his way last week in round one in the fantasy playoffs. So now they get Jarek McKinnon and and that and that high flying offense in in round two of the fantasy playoffs. So good luck stopping them. Yeah, and uh, of course we're expecting KC to score a lot of points. So you're expecting Seattle to do a lot of throwing because because that's what you do when you're down to buy a lot. But Seattle's secondary hasn't hasn't been that bad. I know you can still throw on them, but they haven't been that bad. So it should be interesting to see um, how they defend Kansas City. Um, but Seattle, you got Geno Smith. You're probably going to start him. You got DK. He's the number one now since Tyler Lock is definitely not playing this week. You got you got an interesting decision to make with with Marquise Goodwin. Do you do you start him or not? Because he's going to be the number two, and he's actually been you know been somewhat decent in spots this year. So it should be interesting what you do with that. Should be really interesting what you do with Noah Fant because now he's he got he has a, a more prominent role with the missing Tyler Lockett. But you know, Seattle likes throwing in like four different tight ends. So hopefully they don't they don't fuck with you with that. I know we've seen Kenneth Walker, he's on the injury report again this week with the ankle. So I would pay attention to that also. If he's not able to go then I'm not sure if I want to dabble with any of those other running backs because we we tried that the week before before Walker came back and that did not work out for anybody because Travis Homer didn't do much. Who, who was the other? Tony Jones didn't do nothing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if he was active. Who? Tony Jones? Yeah, was he? Active? I'm talking about the not this week, but the week prior when Walker didn't play. Oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he was playing? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to go through that conundrum if 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 Walker can't go this week. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree there. Uh, the big one, the, probably the biggest game of the weekend, our Cowboys versus the Eagles. Yep. Now we're four. I think we're four point favorites, five point favorites. Yeah. With the news of Jalen Hurts pretend, basically not going to play. What's going to happen with AJ, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith with Gardner Minshew starting? Uh, I don't know if it changes a whole lot with them uh, from a from a pass from a pass volume standpoint. Uh, I think. If anything, this might actually boost them because I think they're not going to be run as nearly as uh, you know run heavy. Because um, I, I know that even when they pass, obviously the, the targets do funnel through AJB and, and Devonta Smith. But I think they're going to pass. I think the pass volume is going to increase. And they're going to they're going to ramp things up a little bit more because um, you know the, they have a more a more traditional you know drop back quarterback with you know Gardner Minshew. Even though Gardner Minshew can be mobile a little bit, he, he does have some mobility, but not nearly on the level of Jalen Hurts. So uh, I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel uh, bad about you know AJ Brown and Devonta Smith's um, you know prospects for the, for for Week 16, in my opinion at least. Yeah, and then would also would with Dallas Gardner coming back this week also. So yeah. On one of the last games that I saw with that Gardner Minshew played, uh, Dallas Gardner just went crazy. He had like over 100 yards and two touchdowns, I think, on a road game against the Jets. And so that I mean, he could he could he could feed him as well. So that just makes the Eagles, you know, passing attack a lot stronger. And with a, a banged up secondary in Dallas, I mean, they could definitely have some opportunities and take advantage uh, of 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 our beat up secondary. Yeah, and then on the Cowboys side. I- uh, a number I saw was fantasypointsdata.com. 
They had the Eagles as a bottom three matchup versus outside wide receivers, outside wide receivers in a top three matchup versus uh, for slot receivers. And we know that CD CD Lamb has been the primary slot receiver. So it should be very interesting to see what that number is. And when you go to betting lines, see, see if, if the betting lines are going to, you know, kind of adjust for that particular stat, or are they just going to think, okay, Philly's defense is really good. So let's make CD Lamb's line lower. So I think CD should have a good game versus Philly. If they primarily line him in the slot, which they've been doing all season at 50%. And I think the last three weeks, CD's lined up over 60% of the time, the last, last two weeks specifically. So, that's one matchup I want to pay attention to for sure. And also, like T. T. Y. Hilton may be active as well. So we we oh, all really yeah. I, I think I think they they wanted to they wanted to give him uh, another week to kind of ramp up, and then maybe. So I, I don't I don't know if, I don't know for sure, but I, I know they 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 held him out of the Jacksonville game. They may they may activate him for this game to to kind of see how he you know to to give him a couple of rounds, give him some playing time, see how he does. Yeah. See how he, his body responds because he hasn't. He obviously hasn't played football all season long, so there could be an opportunity there for for for, for T. Y. Hilton to get some snaps, to get some targets, and maybe get us another wide receiver that can consistently hold on to the ball, <laughs> uh, a, a safe guy to kind of throw the ball on some safe hands. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see how that we'll see how that, all that unfolds. And then you're going to start both running backs because you can run on Philly. So you're gonna start both running backs for the for the Cowboys. Start Dak. Start Ceedee Lamb. It's been interesting to see Gallup because Gallup is, hasn't really done too much. What the last two weeks now? You almost forget that he's on the team because he's just yeah. he's just been invisible. Yeah, he's been he invisible. Like what did he even do last game? He didn't do anything. So you know, so we need Michael Gallup to step up. Like yeah. if anything, like we need him to step up. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you want to put him in your lineups. I understand that we've seen Noah Brown do some work, but I'm not sure if you're going to go down that route either. You could probably, you're probably going to start Dalton Schultz and just, you know, just close your eyes and hope that he does something. So, and then Philly, you're going to start everybody. And if you want to start, I know we talked about earlier, we don't, I don't feel that inclined, but I mean, even after you talking through all the options and, you know, the bad cow, well, the, the lack of options on the Cowboys secondary that, I I wouldn't blame you if you start him because of you no, know, if you go after Kelvin Joseph, then good things are going to happen. So I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. Next game, real quick, Green Bay versus Miami. I know we kind of talked about this Sunday game, the, lo- yes. the Sunday Sunday at noon game. Yeah, the only game that's going to matter on Sunday. Uh, the the Green Bay's yeah. <laughs> the Green Bay's good secondary versus Wild on the Hill. You know they get they're going to be playing in Miami, so the, the weather's going to be warmer. So you know you kind of expect them to kind of run around the place. It, it, it's going to be a good matchup. You're going to start both those wide receivers anyway, and just see what happens. I, I expect at least one of them to go off. I don't think they're going to be able to care, uh, cover both of them. Uh, we should also see Jeff Wilson get back in this game. I think they said from the practice reports he should be uh, good to go for for this game. And you can run on Green Bay, so it should be interesting. The C, so you're going to start two, you're going to start both wide receivers, and you're going to start Jeff Wilson if he's available to play. I wouldn't entertain any of the the tight ends because they rotate them, and Gasicki just doesn't. I mean, it's a guessing game when Gasicki does anything. Really quick, though, uh, just kind of circling back to the, the Pro Bowl conversation. 
Okay. I, I completely, <laughs> completely slipped my mind. Like the running backs, it's a, it, it may be a little controversial because Christian McCaffrey did not make it. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about it either. I was like, okay, you know, Barkley, Pollard, Sanders, okay. Uh, forgot about McCaffrey. Somebody pointed it out. It's like Christian McCaffrey has almost 1,600 all-purpose yards amongst NFC running backs. Saquon Barkley is just shy of 1,500, Pollard 1,300. And he hasn't missed a game. He hasn't missed a game. Interesting. I wonder yeah. why they didn't do – why he didn't make it. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's weird. Interesting. Yeah, but now now that now looking at it, I mean, it should have basically been McCaffrey, Barkley, and Pollard. Yeah, uh, to make it. But hey, isn't I mean, he leading the league in all-purpose yards for running backs? He leads the NFC. Okay, who's? I'm assuming I Jacobs. I, I don't know who. It's probably Josh Jacobs, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. but still. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 an interesting conversation. It's interesting conversation. You know, I, I you know honestly, me like I I haven't really taken too much stock into the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a fun topic to you know to kind of you know talk about, but not necessarily take it seriously. But um, but you know, people do get up in arms about their favorite player or a certain player not getting voted to the Pro Bowl, and I just yeah. don't have that kind of energy to really get up in arms about stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, all pro is where people is what really matters at the end yep. of the day. So, um, you know, Pro Bowl is cool and all. It's a nice accolade for, and, and look, it, it's it's an incentive in some people's contracts to make it the Pro Bowl, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it can affect them in that regard. But aside from that, I mean, it's not really that that much of a needle mover, at least for me. Um, it's yeah. just kind of fun. It's like, oh yeah, so and so made the Pro Bowl. That's great. It's fun. That's cool. But that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it moving. And it's a flag football game this year, too, on top of that. Exactly. And we and we know one of the coaches. So we so, do. We do. Yeah. Shout That's out crazy. Vanita Crouch. Shout out Vanita Crouch. One of the one of the NFC coaches uh, yeah. for, for the Pro Bowl. Flag football legend. So flag football yeah. goddess. Yeah. All right. And then real quick about the Green Bay side. You're going to start Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. You're going to start Aaron Jones. You're going to start A.J. Dillon if he's healthy. Uh, I know he had a concussion. So, but outside of that, I don't, I don't think I trust Christian Watson, obviously, for the for the big play ability. But I'm not sure if I feel comfortable starting any of the other wide receivers. I know we saw Romeo Dubs come back. He only played like 30 percent of snaps, but he had five receptions. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty good percentage. But I'm not sure if I want to bet on that for my semifinal game. It still didn't affect Christian Watson's uh, target share, though. He had over like a over like a 21% target share yeah. still. So even with Romeo Dubs coming back, Christian Watson was still running routes at a yep. much higher rate than Romeo Dubs. So I yep. think he's fine. Just the production wasn't there this week. Yep. Uh, yep. And then the last game, we, you know, it, it's, it's the, it's some, it's the, I think that's the last Monday night game of the season. Uh, Chargers versus Colts, 46 and a half point um, over under. Uh, there was news today that just came out that Matt Ryan is getting benched in favor of Nick Foles. I think a lot of people should have, a lot of people want to have wanted to see Nick Foles this season instead of Matt Ryan again. Um, so the, the the Colts are just a mess. I uh, I don't know if they're in contention for the division anymore. They probably aren't. It's just the Jack. It's basically a two horse race between the Jags and, and the Titans at this point. And the Titans are free falling. So I think the Jags they might end up end up winning that division and making the playoffs yeah, because yeah, the Titans are because Ryan Tannehill's season is basically is likely over. over. Yep. Um, we have not seen enough out of Malik Willis to have confidence that he can 
you know, win some games to get them into the playoffs. And Trevor Lawrence is just on fire. But he has a tough matchup against the Jets this week. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow night whenever they whenever they do lock up. But uh, back to the Colts, the Nick Foles is starting now. You can still run on the Chargers. You know, Jonathan Taylor is out for the season. So that leaves Zach Moss. That leaves Deion Jackson to, you know, to for, for that for that backfield. Um, I, I think it's, you know, Zach Moss got 24 carries last week. He did. Um, he did. And he played the majority of the snaps. But the passing game work is probably going to go to Deion Jackson. And, you know, um, if you're if you're choosing between these running backs, I would probably lean towards Zach Moss because A, you can run on the Chargers and B, he played the majority of the snaps last week. And that kind of that kind of gives us an indicator of of how the backfield is going to be deployed. So that's just me. Yeah. And you gotta pay attention to the Jordan Wilkins reactivation. So hopefully the Colts don't play. Hopefully, hopefully the hey, you better hope the Colts don't play that game. That's all I'm saying. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up. Cause we've seen we've seen it happen before. That's just gross. Jordan Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh so the Colts side, outside of Pittman, are you gonna feel good starting anybody else? Probably Zach Moss, I think, but I'm not sure if I want to maybe Par- Paris Campbell. No? No, no. I mean no. <laughs> it, it's it's Pittman, it's Pittman and potentially Zach Moss. Yeah. That's probably where I draw the line. You can make a case for Deion Jackson in deeper leagues. And if you have a like an extra flex spot or two, um potentially slot slot him into one of those but i'm only because he's playing the chargers and the chargers are bad against the run but outside of that man it's it's no you you can't start any other cult yeah charger side you're starting herbert you're starting eckler if he's healthy i know he was held out most of the majority of that game last week so hopefully he's he's are you are you giving a shot to josh Mm. kelly <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I don't. I, I yeah. can't do it. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, you're also starting Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jared Everett, Palmer. Can can we start Palmer? Uh, he got hurt. Uh, he did game. get hurt. You're right. Against the Titans. So I don't know if it's. I don't know if he's practiced this week. I haven't but. checked, but. Um, if he's, but that's if that's he, one thing to kind of kind of kind of monitor, you know, coming out coming coming into the coming into the week. Uh, well, the game is on Monday, so I don't yeah, know if we're gonna start practicing until tomorrow, I think, right? In Probably, game. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to see how his how his injury is doing. I think he had an ankle or a knee or something like that. It was one yeah. of those. It's like one of those injuries. I I, I was watching NFL Red Zone at the time and I saw the exact moment where he limped off. So I wasn't sure like what uh, how 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 much of the injury it was it, or if he even came back into the game. Yeah. All right. So that's the rest of the, that's all the games that we want to talk about real quick. Ike, we do have a Monday night game next week is the bills versus Bengals, the, the end of the Monday night uh, season. So great way to end it with, with such an important game as the Bengals and, and, and bills in Cincinnati. We are. Definitely. The, oh, it's that, that's the last one, huh? Yeah. That's the last one. Oh, that's going to be, that's going to be a, Major, uh, I think, seeding implications. Yeah, yeah. For the playoffs, great way to end end Monday night with those. We've, two had, teams. we've had a lot of atrocious games. Yeah, we have. 
<laughs> the primetime right. games haven't been that great, but then you've had you've had a couple of them, a couple sprinkled in that have that haven't disappointed. But for yeah. the most part, I mean, it's kind of been a dud. I, yeah. I would say. Yeah. The yeah. Basically, I agree with you there. All right. So, like I said, we're at the end of the show. So, what I need y'all to do is please go to Destination Devi Radio where you listen to your podcast. It's on Apple, you know, hit the follow or on Spotify or anywhere. You just hit the follow button. If it's on Apple, rate us five stars, share with your friends, you know, comment anywhere you can, where you listen to your podcast. And of course, on Fridays, we drop that all gas newsletter. Please go to Destination Debbie on Twitter and just hit the subscribe button. So you get locked into all the information that we put out on Fridays at 701. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at Off the Line FF. We'll be back next week to talk about y'all. Hopefully, y'all make it to the championship round. Ike, you got anything before we get out of here? No, uh, I just think, you know, good luck to you guys that are in the semifinals. You know, the, you're, you're one win away from making it to the championship games in your leagues. Make the best decisions. Um, you know, there's still some people on the waiver wire that are worth picking up and putting in your lineup, especially if you're in a pinch. I'm sure if you've gotten this far, you didn't get this far without injuries. Everybody's dealing with injuries. Everybody's dealing with some sort of adversity when it comes to the rosters. Um, but, you know, we wish you guys good luck, man, and, 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 and kill this week 16 and make it to the championship games and win, and win your leagues. Win your leagues. Yeah, man. On that note. Let's Positive get... vibes only. Yes. Yeah, so let's make sure nothing. Get too... Except if you're playing against me, then I, you, <laughs> you, you're going to hold the L, right? You're going to hold the L. <laughs> Let's not get too crazy in terms of making these ro- these last minute ro- roster decisions for your for your league setup. Don't get this cute. Week. Don't get cute. Let's make that push, man. Let's get to the championship game. So on that note, y'all be safe. Peace out. Good luck. <laughs>